what it is, Joe. What's up? This is your host, Deontay Smith, and this is Real Talk Sports. And uh, I got a buddy who was an Eagles fan, and I said, man, there's no way that they're going to beat the Patriots. And if they do, I'll let you talk as much stuff as you want on the pod. And he said, bit. So today, you're going to be hearing a whole lot of, a whole lot, a whole lot of smack talking because his team won first Super Bowl in his lifetime. So we, we live down here in Mississippi, right? He's a Boston Celtics fan. And he's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So I'm trying to figure out how like those teams were not great in the 90s. You know what I mean? So how did he become an Eagles fan? Also, we're going to be talking about possible trades at the NBA trade deadline. Also working on getting together a Mississippi Big Three college baseball preview with Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Southern Miss being covered. But that's a little bit down the line. But I would love to hear you guys' reactions to the Super Bowl. Um, How surprised are you? Tom Brady had one of the best games of his life and he still lost. So does that mean that he is uh, nearing the end of the line? Is Father Time finally catching up with him? So I would definitely love to hear from you guys. Hey, what you there? Yeah, man, what's going on? What's up, man? Welcome to Real Talk Sports. Um, so you got on to me via text about how I said your Eagles wouldn't score over 24 points, right? That's true. And that's because they average like 18 with Foles as quarterback. Okay. Um, but why were you so confident in your teams? Because you had the call in where you were like, Foles is going to throw four touchdowns. Uh, Fletch is going to have two and a half sacks. You said all that. How oh, yeah. did you see that happening? Man, that's faith, man. Faith in the offense. Two weeks, Doug Peterson prepping for the game, man. You you already know it's it wasn't gonna be nothing nice. That offense has been explosive all year long. Every week I've watched them play, they've gotten better. And I mean, you you had to know that Nick was gonna play his best game. He's got nothing to lose. His confidence got high. Killed the Vikings. You had to know it, man. Any Philly fan watching them week by week, it was gonna be hard on the Patriots. So, so how did you become a, a Eagles fan? Because you live in Mississippi, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, really, man, I hopped on that bandwagon a long time ago, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, growing up, everybody loved, you know, Terrell Owens, man. Uh, the 49ers got rid of him. They sent him to Philly. And, man, him and McNair, that, that squad was just rolling that year. And, you know. But you only played, like, 14 games with him. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, he got rid of it. But by the time he had played the game, I had fell in love with team uh you know i love their swag i love how they, they played out there man and i wrote it out man definitely couldn't become a cowboys fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was kind of messed up how daryl green had to he, him being a redskins player had to uh hand over the lombardi trophy over to the eagles <laughs> that, that was some that was some irony right there oh yeah but so you are also a celtics fan right yeah that's right how do you become a fan of Northeast teams when you're all the way here in the South? Was it like a bandwagon thing with them? Once again, man, uh, 
I, as a young kid, I just had favorite players, man. I didn't really have a team. Uh, I was a huge KG fan growing up. Had a KG poster in my room. So, you know, before then it was KG and the Timberwolves. And then, you know, now, you know, they came over to Boston. Once again, you, you fall in love with, with how the players play, how they mesh together. And, you know, you actually got to see them win. You know, they, they actually won the championship the first year they came together. And I mean, who, who's leaving? You know, they, they operate, they, they're ready to play. Every season you got you got an offense that's building a team that's always going to be trying to win the championship. They had down years, but you know, you're too old to be sticking teams now, man. You stick it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, just, I guess you, you, you have a lot to be proud of because uh, you've seen both your sports teams win championships in your lifetime. There are Cowboy fans who have never seen them win a championship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> man, they, they got a rough few years ahead of them, man. Wentz coming back off the ACL injury? I, I don't know. It's not looking good at all. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's say hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically. Uh, Carson Wentz comes back, mm-hmm. and Nick Foles is four and zero, five and zero, or six and one, seven and one. Do you take him out, or you continue playing Foles? Uh, that would be you know a total coach's decision. I'm all for um, letting Nick handle it as long as he needs to uh, because I'm telling you, Nick is the ultimate insurance policy. I said that when we, when we first re-signed him, I was not scared. I mean, it's, it's nothing like having a backup that everybody believes in. I mean, he's, since McNabb, man, he's like the only quarterback that's been there that's brought the team joy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> since he's been in Philadelphia, you know, he's, that man's a legend in Philadelphia forever. I, I don't think he'll ever pay for anything in that city. So, yeah, well, let him handle So, because Wentz has the same exact injury as RG3. Um, so, that's that's kind of scary because he does have the ACL and the LCL tear. Mm-hmm. But I do have to ask you this. Do you think Nick Foles is the best Eagles quarterback ever drafted? <laughs> oh, man. That, uh, that I won't comment on, man. No. You won't. not touching it. Uh, as of right now, he is a uh, he will forever be a legend in Philadelphia. No, no <laughs> Eagles fan will ever let anybody utter the word "foes gold" again without having to come, <laughs> come correct. It's just not happening. So, all right, here's another hypothetical. Here, would you be okay with your team trading Foles away for a draft pick on draft day? Because quite honestly, y'all don't really have a whole lot of holes anyway. Yeah, no, no. Um, you could, you could afford to get younger on the offensive line because Peters is coming to the end, but he's still on the top left tackles. Um, so it blows my mind that y'all still play as well as y'all did with him gone. Uh, I'm looking at it this way, man. One year left on this contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Nick wants to stay there and be a long-term backup for us, <clears throat> how could you say no to that? Um, there's no present for the future because, I mean, the way the NBA, uh, not NBA, the NFL is going now, we've, we've got players playing into their late 30s, uh, early 40s uh, in some cases. Uh, and Carson's a young cat. Uh, you know, the sky's the limit with him. But there's there's nothing like having somebody there that's going to push him because, I mean, he sat here, he watched, he watched Nick lead his team. I mean, you're happy for him, but you know the pressure's on. Uh, because if something were to happen, 
proves to say that Nick can take the team back over in the future. So uh, I like the competition. I like the pressure. I like the fact that somebody's going to push Wentz. Uh, Wentz seems to be the guy who's going to work hard, and he'll be back, and he'll be ready next year. Uh, but you know, I, I, I'm, I'm for keeping. I'm for keeping uh, Nick around. So it's just scary because with him seeing how well Nick played, he's going to rush himself back. Um, so that's 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 where it gets a little scary. I don't know. I don't think so, man. I think he'll be back when he's um when he's ready to come back. He knows it's it's been uh no one has even hinted that that Nick Foles will be the guy for the future. Uh, no one's no one's thinking that. Everyone knows that that's Carson's team. Uh, Carson is going to be the franchise quarterback. I mean, uh, in the press conference, you know, Doug said himself. He said, you know, having your franchise quarterback go down. Uh, he didn't say you're a starter your current starter, the guy who's holding it down. No, he said your franchise quarterback. That tells you what their thoughts is on him. Uh, and they're going to take their time and make sure he comes back in a timely fashion when he can, when he can play like you know Wins can play. Okay. So so we're about to wrap it up. Is there anything you'd like to say <laughs> and put on wax? Man, Maybe I got predictions you. for next year? Oh, it's going to be a repeat. It's going to be <laughs> A repeat. Hey man, the Super Bowl is gonna be in Atlanta next year, right? Right. Right. Hey, that's a five-hour drive. I'm there, man. I'm already there. Fly Eagles fly, man. You know how it's going. Man, I, Wes, I really do appreciate the time, man. <laughs> no problem, man. All right, man. All right, bro. Bees. You too. Man. All right, we back at it like we never left. It's me again. Um. Appreciate Wes for coming through for the interview. But let's switch gears and let's talk about basketball. Had a dope article posted on ESPN. Uh, if you're not an insider, go become an insider. And they had eight big trades that they wanted to see happen. And uh, I'll give you a quick rundown of majority of them, maybe half of them. So the Cavs get George Hill, Derek Favors, and Rodney Hood for two picks, uh, both being first-rounders. Uh, and then they'll give the Jazz Kevin Love and Derrick Rose, and they will also acquire Malachi Richardson from the Kings, and the Kings will receive Joe Johnson, Amon Shumper, and a 2020 pick from Cleveland. And I actually like that trade. Rodney Hood gets on a competitive team, Mississippi native. Shout out. Um, George Hill, he's a better, he's more of a facilitating point guard than a shoot-first point guard. Which is what you need when you're playing with LeBron. And Derek Favors is not a great defender, but he is solid enough to uh, to make noise in the East. So it's really a, an unbalanced trade when uh, because the Cavs are getting so much. They're getting they're they're losing an injured starter, and they'll be picking up three solid rotation players. So next we got the Tyreek Evans to the Cavs. And the Grizzlies will get the 2018 first-round pick of the Cavaliers. Now that is a interesting trade because you would then have to release a player. Uh, that player most likely being Derrick Rose because he hasn't done anything all season for. But he's also a Tyreek Evans is a good combo guard, um, which which I think he would defer a lot more than Isaiah Thomas. So here's a here's a blockbuster trade. It's going to be 
DeAndre Jordan for Kevin Love. Now, I like this trade because it's now DeAndre Jordan isn't great on the perimeter offensively, but he is a rim protector. Um, I mean, you could bring Lob City to Ohio, and the Clippers are, if they were to do this trade, you can tell they're going full on rebuild. Um, so Kevin Love may see the end of this contract, and he's going to be with another team. And this would be an opportunity for Kevin Love to return back home uh, to L.A. Because I'm pretty sure, much like Tupac, everybody wants to live and die in L.A. Now, here's a here's a huge trade that I would love to see happen. Even though the Pelicans will be losing a great player. But you got to think, they're going to retain Boogie Cousins. Because nobody's going to want to sign him after a torn Achilles. But Anthony Davis to the 76ers for Amir Johnson. Dario Sart and Markel Fultz and like this trade probably ain't happening no way no how but it's still be a pretty dope trade but adding you really don't need anybody else in the backcourt if you're gonna have Ben Simmons running point there's no need for Markel Fultz who since college has has not been able to shoot it's like he went to a shot doctor and the shot doctor made a shot worse and one last huge trade, Hassan Whiteside to the Cavs. Be Kevin Love to be giving up, be giving up Channing Fry, Isaiah Thomas, and Derrick Rose. Uh, I don't think they're giving up the Brooklyn pick, but you could definitely uh, see that trade being possible. Uh, then the Cavs get Whiteside, Dragic, and Wayne Ellington. Instead of Ellington, I'd probably take Justice Winslow just because he's younger. Uh, he's more versatile. And quite honestly, you get the opportunity to get rid of Isaiah Thomas, who I think has been the problem in Cleveland. Uh, he's, he's too ball dominant for that offense. And you probably heard him say he considers himself on the same level as LeBron. when He, he is not that tier of an offensive weapon. But, as always, thank you for listening. Thanks for checking it out. Call in. Give me feedback. Give me your opinions. 769-242-1615. Download Anchor. Call in that way. And if you ever want, if you're a member of Anchor, and you ever want to take part in one of my pods, let me know, and I, we can make that happen. But, as always, thanks for listening. Peace.